Welcome back to class, everybody. I am Ethan from the Weebology Podcast. And I'm your finally literate Professor Ricky. That is a very interesting statement. It is. I finally... For you, the first you've read time, a book. Uh, not a book, but I finally got my first physical manga volume okay. ever. And it is? Chainsaw Man Volume 1. Okay. I felt like, look, you know, I'm a man who will oftentimes hype up IPs a little bit too much, but I've seen a lot of energy about this one. And I, I think it was Mother's Basement who had a whole pitch about, like, he had a video about it where he said even reading the manga is not going to ruin your anime experience and it, oh, viewing experience, and it doesn't say that often. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's give it a try. Let's do it. Let's buy. How would he know that until he's seen the anime? Of course, he doesn't know that. But just seems like a bit of an overstatement from the boy. Sure, but I figured. Okay, I wanted to get on the hype train. Well, I think it's smart, just considering. I think that will be the biggest IP of the year. Yes, and I, I wanted to get, I wanted to get a vibe for it because the way that people are talking about it is that I, I don't know the mangaka of this, but like, I feel as though everyone talks about him being one of the greats in terms of paneling, in terms of pacing. So I'm like, you know, if there's ever one to start with, right? Because I don't read, I don't read manga a lot. I don't. Or yeah, and if I, I mean, do, I go to the high seas a little bit. So, right. Yeah. I mean, one to start with would be like one piece. Yeah. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I just don't, I'm, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know? Never heard of it. Never heard of Two it. Two piece. Two piece. What? What show is that in? <laughs> What? It must have been like, like a Jin Thomas situation. Yeah, something like yeah, that. As yeah. like a, a meme. Yeah. Um, but yes, today is I guess a monumentous occasion where, you know, one of these these shows that everybody loves. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got the, the banner back there, Demon Slayer. Yes. Season two has ended. Officially um, like cr- hot off the presses. I think like yesterday or or this past week. Yeah, I think, I think right? it might have been last week, but okay. um Beside the point, pretty off the presses. Sure. I totally agree with you. Yeah, right. Um, and it was it was kind of a weird season where they started off with like a bunch of episodes of like redoing essentially the Mugen Train movie. Did you watch the anime flavor? Sure didn't. Sure did not either. So yeah, if you want our take on the narrative and the story of that, we have a Mugen Train episode. Go hit the backlog and right. you get you're listening to this right now. Just go scroll back. Right. If you really want it after this. I, I'm certain it says something about Mugen Train in the title. It's yeah, go look at Mugen Train. But um yeah, so we did we did talk about that. And the one thing I did want to bring up before we jump into the arc we are gonna talk about was we kind of saw that coming, right? We we knew that, you know, because we had discussed after seeing the movie version of the Mugen Train arc that there was there really wasn't a way that that movie made sense unless they gave us that in an anime format right because that felt like paid required reading and you'd have to you have to go shell out some cash to go see but you know what's weird is there's actually just like Mugen train the movie on Crunchyroll I didn't even know that like the whole damn or movie? maybe Funimate, one of those two. Sure. So my question is, why even like redo it? But I guess that's really beside the point. Yeah. We're kind of moving on to like the actual entertainment district arc, which yes. of course everybody was hype about post Mugen Train. Uh huh. Oh yeah. I was waiting for it. Right. I because, was hyped for it. Like 
the whole point of Mugen Train was they were going somewhere, right? <laughs> it's literally an arc about transporting to the next arc. Right. So um, that was kind of an interesting <laughs> little idea. So, yeah, and I, I wanted to say up top, I might have a bit of a contrarian stance on this arc. I, after viewing it, I'm kind of on the fence on the direction of this show. I still think it's it was a, it was a fantastic season, it was a fantastic arc, but I saw little nuggets here and there that I'm like, this doesn't bode well for longevity, and I want to dig into that a bit. Certainly, I think that there is an issue of power cliffing that has become very very obvious with this show. That's definitely an element of it. Um, yeah, but uh, just kind of like an initial thoughts when I was watching it. Basically, I I didn't um start watching until like seven or eight episodes had been out. Oh, okay. So you got so the I had game. like a good amount of you know backlog to get through. Okay, and like basically all of the setup of the entertainment district. Perfect. Like to the middle of the fight, essentially, I oh. had ready to rock. Oh, damn. Okay. So um, that was great. Um, there was actually a bit of controversy for this season that I think we should talk about a little bit. But um, oh yeah. Anyway, initially coming back into it, I was like, man, this feels so nice. It, like, it really did feel like a good like return to like a, a classic. And I think part of it was, you know, the obvious, you know, g- golden elephant in the room. It's euphotable. This is going to be some of the most crispy, choreographed and animated visuals you're going to see anywhere. And it's it's uncanny almost how We've gotten, I would say, cinema quality back to back to back to back. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they have the budget for that. Yeah, and I think they do like a particularly good job of like CGI background while still having kind of like a 2D hand-drawn thing in the foreground, Mm -hmm. which I think is like kind of an interesting art form um, to make that look not jarring because it is kind of hard like for instance there's a scene at the very end where all our main cast are in this like uh area where the whole oh yeah town's burned down or whatever yeah but all the fire and everything in the background is all 3d like cgi yeah but it still looks great so it's funny because like when you have situations like that and i've said in the past that ufotable is the pioneer of proper cgi application i don't think there there have been shows that are full cgi that do a really good job like b stars i would still argue is a master class in full top to bottom cgi usage but the way you photable does it it's it's so strange how they manage to basically 2d animate and these character models so tight and you know when they're doing like those sweeping 360 shots yeah and making the 2d characters feel a part of that you know, very clearly 3D environment. It's it's beautiful. It's it works, and it's 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 a it's kind of a calling out every other studio. Like, hey, come on, look, we can do CGI. You can you can use CGI in in anime, right? Just do it right, and know? like obviously CGI has a lot of um, merit when it comes to dynamics. Yeah. Uh, especially of like fight scenes, like you're saying, of course. Yeah. Um, but they definitely do it like kind of a cut above every other studio that I've seen really try it. Yeah. Um, you know, it seems like people use it as sort of like visual filler seems like, and even, you know, there was some scenes in this where it'd be like, 
you know, a bunch of people walking around the entertainment district and they're all CGI, like everything CGI. Yeah. And those did look like dog shit, truthfully. Yeah, crowd work um, is crowd work's hard. But it's it's kind of this thing where, you know, every studio tries to use that. It must be much cheaper to do that that way. Oh yeah. Um and so I guess I don't blame them for those like filler shots or the like I don't know, setting, right? You got you got to cut where you can, right. right? If you want the good stuff to be good and and it's funny because I feel like Ufotable almost has now this like weirdly high reputation. They're like a Mappa or like a Madhouse that like they have to live up to a name now. Right. Because think of like the like unlimited blade work stuff and their uh their original Demon Slayer stuff. They have they're known for being like when you see Ufotable on on the docket, you're like, "Okay, I'm coming in with an expectation, so they right. know they have to deliver. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of where I wanted to start my contrarian stance. Is that Ooh, is this is early? It is early, but is the glossing of this beautiful animation kind of hiding underneath? You know, is is it all is it all shimmer, no substance? And I know that's a bit of a like a kind of a black and white take on that, but. I want to come at it from okay is the clearly the you know this the polish is like elite but underneath all that are the bones there for like a really really good show and you I'm, mean technically or like story wise story wise I think the story's bad okay actually Con- two contrarians in the lab today I mean you know that I was going to be on this side I kind of figured. I'm never going to just like lose my shit over a show. Yeah. And that's where, that's where I had to like, I came in hot and hype yeah, and I yeah. wanted to make sure like I had to take step back and take a breather. Cause I was like, okay, hold on, Ricky, relax. Just take, <laughs> just relax. Take a, yeah, relax, relax. T- take it down a notch. Look at this show with a critical eye because I, it, it needs to be evaluated because the hype is real. And I don't, I'm not saying if you think this show is a perfect 10 out of 10 shonen, I'm not saying you're necessarily wrong in that opinion. You just are. But you might, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you kind of um, are wrong, I think. Yeah, I mean, so, speaking of that, we do have a guest later on that will, that has that opinion. So we'll be able to kind of like get their opinion of I why can't believe, it is. I can't believe we got that guest. You know how ma- many weeks in the work <laughs> it was to get this guy? I've been the guy constantly. So. Cheesy Pete. But, uh, you know. Yeah, that's a little secret guest coming midway through the show probably. Yeah, he's in the green room right now. Yeah. Just prepping. But you yeah. know, he's just you know eating some chocolate covered raisins or whatever. Yeah, he's just sitting in the corner staring at us Cannolis. Right <laughs> Cannolis. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's set the stage about what this arc is. And again, spoilers guys spoilers hot off the presses like we said this is going to be spoiler heavy so if you haven't watched this arc i would still say obviously go do it it's the, it's in the zeitgeist it's in the mind of everyone right now so go watch it um but our our boys the trio the fellas have shown up um you know after the mugen train they they had a little training time skip right and then they were kind of thrusted into their new mission uh, by the kind of the character, the talk of the town, which is one of our Hashiras, the sound Hashira Tengen. Last name I'm forgetting right now. Uzui. Uzui. Yes, Tengen Uzui. And um, initial thoughts on his character. I loved his design. He was a he's a badass dude. Um, literally confident head to toe wherever he walked. It was super fun on screen to see. 
Well, I did like, I mean, the actual initial start was really the three of them recovering at Shinobu's, uh The Butterfly Mansion? Butterfly Mansion, yeah, like yeah. recovering, training, yada, yada. But then also we get the sort of some closure with like, uh, uh, what's his face? Tanjiro, Tanjiro going yeah. to Rengoku's family and just kind of like telling him what, you know, his last words essentially were. Yeah. So there was a little bit of closure there and then also some like, some really pertinent information moving forward. So I didn't want to gloss gloss over that too fast. No, I'm glad you brought it up because actually that's one of the things I wish they almost dedicated more time to. I legit thought there was going to be like consistent um, interactions with both of those two, uh, like his brother and his father. I thought they'd consistently show up through the arc. Yeah. Um, And I, I think we're probably of the same mind about why maybe we didn't, necessarily super enjoy this season okay it just i mean 11 episodes i think it's 11 or 12 it's 11 for a full season is like a little rough right and for at least for a whole arc because right. season two technically there were about five or six episodes for the mugen train stuff news yep I, I old went, news really it really is old news it's all it, it's it's old hashed out shit so <laughs> that aside this Th- that could have been very fleshed out and I, cause I love the dynamic of, you know, this is a family of flame Hashiras. This is a family of, it's like a pedigree thing. Right. And the dynamic between a kind of a, a grieving bummed father and, you know, the, the younger brother and them both losing son and brother respectively in that line of flame Hashira, you know, lineage, that's actually, that could have been a really cool element to flesh out the, the Hashira, you know, structure as a whole, like some being, uh, we are an illustrious line that filled this one particular slot. And, you know, I mean, it's something we drastically need from like the audience's perspective to get the full, like world building of the Hashira organization or whatever they're called, Demon Slayer Core. Yeah, the Slayer Core um, or whatever. But like we really have almost no information about the core. And it's like at this point, pretty ridiculous. We're two seasons in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, to not get like more of the ticky tacky, interesting parts of it. Right. Like you can, ha- uh, for instance, like if you were to talk about Bleach, like you have captains, vice captains, and then like third through seventh seats, you know what I mean? Like, there's at least a basic structure for us to know. Right. And, like, all we really know is that there's, like, the base level, then there's, like, the next level that the two, three are. Yeah, right. And then we know of Hashiro's, you know what I mean? It just feels like there should be more flushed out in between and kind of, like, give us a gauge of the progression of the characters, which we obviously lost in this season. We did. And students... Take take note of that because that's one of the evidence pieces for kind of where my stance is on what I wasn't a big fan about this season. But we did get, you know, we got Tengen Uzui in front, front and center on screen. He clearly kind of carried the plot, like his decision making. He was he was taking lead, and before we kind of go on for the rest of the arc, he was the point of this season's kind of controversy. Because he had a little bit of a harem of his own self. Kinda. He wasn't actually the controversy. There was <gasps> the, wait, what? Yeah, so everybody was mad about Nezuko having her like interesting transformation where she like grew big tits and like 
oh. looked skankier, right? Like very like skin. People were uh, upset. People were upset. Extremely by that. upset by that because she's like, uh, she's supposed to be like thirteen or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I was actually going to take this as an opportunity to address it because I didn't quite get it because there's clearly something that's either able to regress her age or progress her age, right? We've seen her become that little like toddler super version chibi. of herself. Yeah, super chip. And then to me, the older version looked like genuinely older version of her like of her whatever her body would turn out More to be. More advanced. So like, I was it- a little bit confused by that um it was actually a big deal like a lot of people I guess on Twitter and, and Reddit and things like that were getting pretty peeved about it. Um fascinating. Which is weird because there's so many anime that that do this in such a worse way. Um, um, then like, obviously, I mean, to me, it was obvious there's some age progression and regression involved. Sure. Yeah. So one first thing that comes because, okay, not one, but point, point, point five. I <laughs> didn't see this controversy at all. Interesting. The one that I did see was the fact that Tengen had three wives. He's into polygamy. And I'm thinking to myself, isn't that just the natural evolutionary step of a harem? Just kind of like make them your wives yeah. kind of thing but like that's the one thing that i see, was i didn't see that at all i was more I shocked didn't. people like people wrote articles about how everyone was getting flipping over the fact that i was oh, seeing articles God. about nezuko Yo, let's talk about some controversy we're just then. looking at the wrong things i guess uh, so the one thing i was that baffled me the most is that his three wives had really good plot relevancy and they're like ex ninja or yeah. Set, yeah they're like shino like Kiyoshi, uh, like which is female shinobi, essentially. Uh, is that how you say it right? Kino, uh, Kinoshi. Oh, it's like a lady ninja. Koinichi or Koinichi, whatever. Yeah, lady shinobi. Uh, who whatever. Knows? Who who cares? Um, Japanese word. I'm only recently literate. Okay, I'm only right. just. Begun. He did say that at the top. <laughs> he very much led in with right. That. So I was shocked. I'm like, who? Why get? Why get all up in uh, arms? I don't up, get it. Up in arms about that and. With the Nezuko thing, first thing that comes to mind is Nell from Bleach. Remember her character where she's just like literally toddler status and she like transforms right. into like like truly big booba energy. Like, right. So this is not this is not an unused trope. This is an un this is in foreign lands, right? Shows have gone this route before with character designs and power set. So I don't understand why. It's just because Nezuko is just the most must protect character. I think that honestly did have a lot to do with it. I can't stand this must protect bullshit. Like, I don't know. Oh? The anime community is just so strange to me sometimes. Yeah. Either you you get all hot and bothered over someone or must protect. And, and, and it's just be- like, there's like, it's just so strange. Like yeah. these like very like <laughs> solid walls around certain characters where it's like right. no looting at all. And then there's other characters where they're just like blasting them. Like it, immediately it just makes no sense. Twitter artists are just like, Oh yeah. boy, we gotta have ourselves. Up. So it's very confusing. Okay. Well, I think I, especially because of, you know, early into this, this season, everybody was all, like hot and bothered about Doki, the, yeah. the the evil demon or whatever you want to call her. Yeah. Um, and like she's like the she was the she caught the apple of everybody's eye. I don't blame him. Yeah. I don't blame him. She kind of is legitimately a smoke show. So yeah, the the whole point of why they're there. So they're there because they're hunting down 
a high, high level demon. We're talking upper ranks in the 12 Kizuki, like under Muzen's direct control and whatever. So they're there to suss him out. So their plan, Tengen had his wives I had aforementionedly mentioned to uh, infiltrate these houses at the entertainment district, which let's not be coy about this, Ethan. It's literally brothel after brothel right that's essentially where they are which i actually really love the setting for the young lads because inosuke is just out of his element in any other civilization tanjiro is a pure pure boy that is having to infiltrate but he has a sense of duty so he gets it done and then zenitsu oh my god zenitsu is in his heaven or like just his He's trying to be better about being an Well, can I say, in terms of character progression, his has been the most welcome for me. Like, he was not annoying as shit the entire season. He wasn't, like, a complete, like, slut the whole time. Like, (laughs) it was actually very nice uh, change of pace compared to season one. I mean, if you recall, we did our season one episode with anime... uh, compost yeah right and i just like lit zenitsu have it for the full episode oh but in this case like there was one annoying scene at the end but other than that like he was pretty like low impact and like low maybe not impacts not right not the right word low um annoyance level yeah um and you know i was very pleasantly surprised by that and then you know maybe we can talk about kind of some weird parts about him later on but i did like his his progression in general. Okay. Um, and then I would say Inosuke seemed a little less uh, interesting than he has been in previous seasons or less useful. Yes. Um, and then Tanjiro, of course, is God mode now. So Absolute God we'll, mode. We'll have to deal with that later. So it's funny you say that exactly the way you said it for Inosuke and Senetsu specifically because I kind of didn't necessarily... You are right on both accounts, but I didn't like the way that the show handled those characters in this season, because if you think about Zenitsu first, he, like, did he really progress, or was he asleep four times as long? It was definitely strange. And, right? And I, like, we should definitely speak about that. I yeah. Mean. So, the the structure of this arc is interesting. They have, maybe the first half is kind of them going undercover in cross-dress, which I did like that aspect of Inosuke is just kind of like famously just a beautiful man right. underneath the boar hat. So him being a woman was this like perfect pass. Like everyone's like, oh my God, she's fucking beautiful. But it was funny because like they made it a point that they all got shredded before the season started. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so or I all- guess before the actual like uh, infiltration, let's just say. Yeah, right. So it's like they're just like hoss ass girls. <laughs> oh, dude, they are brick shit houses, and all the girls in these respective houses commented like, "You are like really dense, girl. <laughs> yeah. Like you're like thickums, but like in the way like she Hulk." You actually is. have an insane V taper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the deepest V <laughs> ever, dude. Um. So yeah. So with Inosuke, it was really kind of fun the way they played with him because like his aesthetic already kind of worked for the infiltration mission with Zenitsu they just you're right they just kept him asleep they didn't really it wasn't so much that they progressed his character they just shut him up which is fine with me I I, mean I guess but unfuckwithable from season one okay so yeah no yeah he's famously an annoying 
kid. But like, but I also think maybe they're trying to say now that he's like so infatuated with Nezuko, Nezuko that he's chilled out with all the other like womanizing. Maybe I'm, I'm, I can, I can I'm just gonna see, go can, with that and hopefully I'll go with that. I'm, 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 I can buy into that. Yeah, yeah sure. Put some stock into that. But yeah, I, I would have actually liked to see because you have a perfect recipe for good character progression with Zenitsu. You're putting him in a basically the red light district right. when he's famously trying to be more, you know, not lustful and just like simping. He wants to turn down the simp. Right. The boy's at a 12. He wants to go down to like a four. So instead of kind of leaning into that and being like, no, I'm going to resist this, they just, they just knock him out for like, Six straight episodes. Yeah. Cool. We know that's just kind of his gimmick, um, but that's one trick. We, I know you can do better than that from a writing standpoint. That's playing on one trick. With Inosuke, he's beautiful. He's one trick. Like, I guess I, it would have been nice if, um, you know, because there, there was this, you know, the, the beginning of this, this season, like the, the actual arc, they spent a lot of time explaining like how seriously they took Rengoku's death. Yeah, um, that's a really good point. And, and like how much that affected the training that they did undergo. Yeah. Like we finally see that Tanjiro has actually been training with this sun dance or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, sun breathing. Yeah. And then we see well, it would have been nice to see like, okay, Zenitsu is doing his best to stay awake while he's fighting, you know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. Like how like they had a lot of really good opportunities to show real character progression, but they kind of put that away in the favor of the arc on the surface value. Get yeah. in, get the get the demon killed, get out. And like that's fine, but I feel like I'm not seeing what I was hoping to see. They're just rushing the fuck out of this, and it's like, right? We're gonna get to season three, and at the end, Muzin's gonna get killed, and then you know the show ended up being dog shit. Yeah, like it's really, you know, it's tough because I don't know how they could not be doing well financially off the back of this show. Like, I mean, like there's just got to be so many people buying shit, like uh, Demon Slayer related. Dude, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's a merch machine. Right. I yeah, mean, it, it's like, an absolute merch machine. How can they not be wanting to drag this bitch out as long as they can get it? Like, this to me should be like Black Clover level of length. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Thank you for saying that because that's kind of the main crux of what I'm seeing here is it wants its cake and eat it too in terms of like shonen as a genre. Like, right. it wants to be. It's I think because I think the 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 manga's written in Shonen Jump. It's a weekly thing. It's written like all the ones that had the long form, the black clover, all that stuff, but it's being applied seasonally. So I feel like it's trying to it's it's trying to want to it wants to be 300 episodes, but you only get like 11 at a time. So they're just packing 300 episodes worth of shit into these little chunks right right so i don't know because it's funny man like i was thinking why why not that training art those four months that would be a really good opportunity to and maybe that maybe the manga doesn't have this maybe the manga doesn't have uh that four month but that right there smells like a great training arc 
character progressions, kind of introduce some more Hashiras in the background, have the rumblings of like demons making moves while they're training and take some time to reconcile with Rengoku's death. And there's a lot of meat that I think was missed. Like, and that kind of bummed me out a little bit. Like I was hoping that there's, there's so much that just didn't get touched that I wanted to be just fleshed out. Yeah. And I think one thing that's like a huge gap, I think is like the movement of the Hashiras. Yeah. There's gotta be some plan here. And we never see like more than one of them in a, in an arc. Yeah. Right. And it's like, what the fuck are these dudes doing the whole time? Where are the rest? It, it makes no sense. And then they like frequently they'll be battling a fucking upper six one on one. And it's like demons are naturally significantly stronger than you guys. It makes <laughs> yeah. literally no sense to like send in one Hashira to get waxed. Yeah. And, and this season was double bad because they, they, um, Basically, this this upper six is like this weird am- amalgamation of two separate demons, like connected. But they specifically mentioned that the girl version has killed like seven Hashiras, and the boy version has killed like fifteen. And right? my thing is like, how can you let fifth? Uh, well, I guess at that point it's fifteen plus seven of you yeah, die right. to this one demon, and then not say like, all right, fuck this guy, send all five. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it makes no sense. And that's perfect because like for for a group or an organization of demon slayers to constantly be well the show itself on a meta level is telling how often these, you know, these upper level demons are taking out their ranks. They are uh expressing that they're constantly at like a staffing shortage at the core, right? So if this what that all told me was this there is a constant struggle there's a constant struggle of slayers versus demons where are where's everyone else they must all be out doing some really interesting shit where's that right uh, what that's what i want to see right that cool focus on the trio uh, our main boys that's fine whatever but for every one big ass battle we saw in this season which this season was basically one big ass battle there are easily no less than 10 happening at any other time. Right. There's no way the Hashiras are just sitting on their ass just like, all right, sound, go. No, these demons alone took out nearly two dozen over the years. I mean, that's that's the question that I have, and that's why I think this show should be that longer that longer um, format is like, in, in a normal longer show, you're able to get those like, you know, asides to other characters, like just for Black Clover, for instance, you'll be with Asta and his boys, and then you'll switch over and you'll see what like Nozel is doing and the Silver uh, Eagles or whatever the fuck they're called. And then you got you know over there doing something crazy. Yeah, you'll go see you know and his guys getting waxed by Bone Boy, <laughs> by Bone Boy, right? And then you'll see uh, you'll see Blue Rose chick like training somewhere else, and then you'll go and you'll see Mimosa and all them back in you know. Wherever Water Kingdom, I don't fucking know. So let me ask Heart you this: Heart Kingdom, Heart Kingdom. Yeah, let me ask you this then. That's kind of why I started up top with my contrarian stance of everyone seems to be enamored by the true, truly world class animation and polish on this show, undisputed masterclass, and and truly represents the the next generation. I think of high production anime. Is this a problem of resource allocation? 
they care more about making something super glossy in favor of because you know if they went to a weekly long form shonen style they could tell more of the world they could do more of that which we've kind of agreed we wish we wanted more of that because the world is interesting but seasonals allow for higher production values so what in this particular case do you think is more important would you give up and have some cheap animation for that weekly world building or would you want it to stay seasonal and just have this masterclass in animation at the at the expense of being able to see all the things we want to see i don't well, really i mean know. i don't think they're doing this well i mean clearly <laughs> something's missing like I felt good for the first four episodes. I'm like, yeah, I'm back in this world. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I think the biggest issue is the power cliffing is going to get really, really bad. And you can already tell. You mentioned, what, what, so what do you mean by the power cliffing? Like- How are Tanjiro and these three dorks that are the <laughs> second level demon slayer, right. how are they competing at fucking all with upper, upper sixes? That's a fair point. That's a fair point. You're and watching I- Hashiro's die to these dudes. And we you, are. And you got these little fucking dweebs that just started, basically. Yeah. Also competing just fine. And it's just like that. You either need to make Uzui significantly stronger than these guys, which, like, he obviously was, but, like, not that much stronger. Not like, honestly. That, not that much stronger. Like, yeah. as much as I love Tengen as a character, obviously his, his like, look and everything. Sure. And, and like, basically his, his, his attitude was phenomenal. Pretty bad Hashiro. Like, dog shit em- employee. <laughs> Not a great employee. And so I think that's, that's part of it, too, is that the one thing I wasn't a big fan of is that it determined, you know, it's a shonen. But, Guys, but we- here's what I'll say. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit my point I, in Just a to finish it. Say what you gotta say. Because dog shit, because they showed that Tanjiro and the other two could even, even like, keep up with this guy at all, it makes his accomplishments get pulled down a lot. Uh, right, it, yeah. it brings him down to to like you know a level two, whatever the fuck demon slayer, and it bring you know it uh, kind of like medians these guys rather than if you just see him and they're like wow I can't even like see the way his movements like it makes you feel like okay Hashiro's are important still and still strong right so uh, fantastic segue because the way you put that was. You normalizes know, normalizing That's but in the in the minds of the like the writers or whoever you know the manga or whoever this story originated from you know they wanted tanjiro and the boys to be elevated through near hashira level right that was their you can see that was the attempt by having this normalization they thought they were elevating the boys but in reality it was de-escalating the people that were supposed to be the next level up. And I have, I have, I, a, I think it did both of those things. Okay. It should have, but I think it should have just elevate the boys, right? Like, but <laughs> there were it, 37 episodes into this series. What, let me, let me hit you with some of the stuff that I saw, right? Is that the way that the power scaling growth progression seems to be fast, but not in a good way. Every time Tanjiro got knocked down, all he had to do was have a dream, a vision, yeah, and then he just stood horrible. back up. It's absolutely terrible. It's that common showman trope that determination will win in the end, and that's fine. But what it actually did because of this pacing is that it made every hit 
feel like who gives a shit who gives a shit right i don't care because i know he's going to get back up because he did it an episode ago not like an arc ago right so we're getting this or like f- half an episode ago right i mean like really this was potentially one of like the biggest snafus i saw was like he got up and got stronger eight fucking times eight times right after the first time he flame breathed and went way beyond his limits and you know you saw like blood start going into his like you know Which, encroaching on his irises and all that stuff admittedly badass sick that was sick but then he like gets up has no issues of like well damn yeah so if you're gonna do that eight times over the span of not 11, because they don't start really fighting until like four. Right. So over seven episodes, if he gets up like eight times, you already know the feedback loop by time two. I right? think it might even be like six or like five or six episodes. So like we didn't even have that many episodes of this fight. Sure. And, and it's like so eight times he got back up and still was able to flame breathe, which he said very specifically, like, I can't do this anymore. I literally can't do this anymore. But he said that three times ago. Right. And he still kept doing it. So that's what really it sucked the air right out of the room. Every time like after a, after a very brief moment of him just getting back up and funny enough, exhibit A of this was not Tanjiro, it was Inosuke. Where out of fucking nowhere, the dude gets up, comes in for a slash because and this is a direct quote I can move my organs at will because my body is just that flexible. How did how does that not just suck any sense of stake out of the fight? Yeah. At all. Like just completely like I literally just moved my heart. What? Like that to me just is the perfect example of just like totally invalidating any sense of like peril here. Well, I, and then I think there's this double double edged sword where Nezuko now has this ability to burn off poison, like demon poison, and so yeah, like that's sudden, right? Like Inosuke was going to die, yeah. Ta- Tanjiro was going to die, and Uzui were going to die. Now, if any one of them had died, that would have been very interesting to the plot, right? Maybe yeah. the Hashira died, three boys barely pull it pull it out, and then we get this like extra layer of like. Damn, we keep letting Hashiras die. Right, yeah. But now, I mean, not that I wanted him to die. He was a cool guy. No, no, for sure. But it's just like, the stakes are not there at all. When you can fucking heal from any wound, you can apparently just like move your organs around. And and no no way was... I think this this season... Actually, you know... Okay, this is funny. Okay. It's actually something I hate about demons, is they seem to have these just like ridiculous hacks where it's like, I can actually just move my head into my stomach and you never like you can't cut my neck. You know what I mean? Like stupid hacks like that seem to like be p- very uh, prevalent for demons. Yeah. And it's like now at least our boys are getting some dumb hacks, too. Yeah, right. So uh, this this season seemed to suffer. I want to talk about the demon. The demons here in a second is kind of part of it. This season feels like it it's suffers. I think it actually might be time for our guests coming up here. Well, he's gonna have to come in. Well, I'm, I see him getting ready in the corner. I yeah. got one thing to say left. All right. This this season suffers from an overapplication of. But wait, there's more. Right. The, I'm gonna call it the Billy Mays issue, where it's just constantly <laughs> back forth. But wait, there's more. Just, yeah. But they just kept doing it. So the but wait, there's more energy of like, wait, what? Subverting my expectations. You got like this crazy hat trick coming up. That's cool. That gets really stale. After like the 10th times, if you think of the pacing, 
you find out where the demon is, someone fights, someone falls, someone like it has an increase, and then they get up again and fight again, and then Nezuko comes out of her box and transforms, and you're like, this this just it's not even exhausting. It's just like I know something's coming next. I know there's something around the bend. Because they just they never the pacing just felt like they just kept feeding me twists and last minute Deus Ex Machinas and just Right. That works in uh like moderation. Absolutely. And hopefully spread out amongst a lot of episodes. Exactly. Right. I will say that the Nezuko the handling of Nezuko this season was disastrous. Okay. Um not because like, oh she's sexy now. Um but okay, because right. like they didn't explain why she even went like super old version and like super bloodthirsty. Didn't explain that at all. And then like she did these like insane moves during her fight. Oh yeah. And then was able to like revert back to chibi mode, which normally means she's sleeping for like a billion effing years. Like two weeks straight. And yeah. instead she's able to wake up in like an hour. And heal people. And, and it's just like yeah. Ugh. So, I mean, but like, I need you to world build. You can't just like make shit like this happen and be like, I guess she does that now. Yeah, right. So, I mean, I don't know. It's more like it's more I, I recognize that they re- they know like, ooh, we have more of the world that we haven't showed you yet. You know, this thing that hasn't been explained yet will be explained. But for now, you know, as much as the characters do that adds a bit of realism. I totally understand that. But when you just have an oversaturation of that, it just feels Everything feels really convenient all right. the time. You know, I I think, are we being too harsh? Are we being too harsh? Do we need... I think we should get a second opinion for I sure. I think we might need a second opinion. Yeah. Do you know anyone we can possibly pull in here to make that work? Yeah, actually, uh, you know, I've been working... Uh, as we said, I've been working on this for a while. So I was able to get this super fan for um, Demon Slayer. His name is Fanjiro Kamada. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yo, come over here, Fanjiro. All right, you're in. Yeah, you're on. (laughs) Hey, yo, what's good? Oh, hey, Fanjiro, what's do? What what is popping, my man? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm told that you're the resident. Hey, Ricky, I'm actually a huge fan of yours, bro. Oh, dude. Love it. Yeah. Good to dude, meet you. Good to meet you too, dude. So I'm actually uh, the head of 14 different Demon Slayer Facebook groups. Swear to God, 14. My end of God. Do, what do you? Is that what you just do all day? Is that your entire? It's <laughs> actually five? my job. <laughs> it's my uh, job. You know, you might think, uh, hey, Fanjiro, <laughs> <laughs> your parents named you Fanjiro, and you happen to be a fan of Tanjiro. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know. They call that a kismet, where it's just like, you know, almost like uh, divine intervention or something like that. I, I can't. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's frankly a miracle we even got you on the show. You're literally a wanted guy. I'm so busy, my guy. Truly, your time is that precious. But I'm told you are the most absolute stand for this show. Oh, I, 100%? I don't know. You were in the... You I got a heard. tattoo of Nezuko on my ass. Oh, my God. You got a Nezuko trampy <laughs> yeah. going on? No, okay. right on my ass cheek. Right. Oh, not a tramp. Just right on the ass cheek. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tanjiro's so, on my, you know, tramp stamp. <laughs> you just got the whole character sheet down yep. the back. So, yeah. What? Okay. What is it? Help us out. We, we just kind of like are a little bit... Sure. I got a problem with the way you got you boys like this show. 
or don't like it in that matter. Oh, okay. Well, didn't think you were going to come in so hot. What yeah. You, it, what, Honestly, what? fuck this joke. <laughs> Honestly. And by this show, I mean Mubology, not Demon Slayer. That needs to be very clear. <laughs> in fact, edit that out, because that sound kind of bad. I'm going to edit it in. I'm going to edit it all hey, the way in. Hey. 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 Come on. <laughs> so, yeah. What, okay. What is it? Why is this the show that is should be on everyone's number one of their top ten? Look, this shit beautiful, first of all. I can't deny you. I can't it is very beautiful. Uh yeah. And then like also protect that little little Nezuko nugget, man. I don't know, man. Like she got really, really hot all of a sudden. Like hey, so Hey. <laughs> keep your mind out of the gutter, brother. <laughs> keep your mind out of the gutter. I'll try, but I mean, you know, we have some we have some fine looking ladies. We got three good wives, we got a hot demon, we got Right. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, that's really the other <laughs> the other piece of the equation here is you got some absolute baddies in this show. There's some baddies in this show right? for sure. And then like the demon backstories, man. Yeah. Ain't you crying about that? You know, they, they did a really good job showing me, made me care, you know, but I got to say, I got to be, uh, I said, I'm coming in being a contrarian Yeah, that I feel like they, you don't feel like they did it a little too hard, too late. Like that could have been sprinkled in a little more paste wise instead of just being like, absolutely not. No, you just like it and all right at one. The directing's beautiful. <laughs> uh, the timing is perfect. Oh yeah. Uh, Tanjiro is the sickest shown in character of all time. Of all I think, time. I, I think he'd take his Nichiren sword. And stab Goku right in the fucking throat, dog. D- does he solo the DBZ universe? Easy. Easy? Okay. Easy. Wow. Yeah, I think the people will definitely have some opinions on that. Oh. <laughs> well, they wrong, dog. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... It- Look, you don't get to be the moderator of 14 different Demon Slayer accounts on none. <laughs> Sorry, fan pages on Facebook without being an absolute professional at this shit. Okay, yeah. So on a scale, you know, give me a ballpark number of, you know, you got any merch for, you know, Demon Slayer? I mean, we were just talking how about much how much money have I spent on Demon Slayer? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're talking about it's it's a merch <laughs> machine after all. So, I mean, someone. Yeah, I was able to actually mortgage my parents house up in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wait, wait, hold on. You mortgaged your parents' house. Yeah. Did they like they let you do that or you just kind of no, did no, it? No, 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 no. They didn't know about it. Okay. I told him I needed some money for school. So you put the house out as a lien on all oh, of your Oh, I've got a lien on their title for sure. <laughs> it's so, actually this new scam that people are working on, but I used it as a, you know, just to get more Demon Slayer merch. Okay. So what's your figure count? Just ballpark it for me. What, what are we working with here? Yeah. I mean, the house is pretty nice. Uh, I got about <laughs> $560,000 worth of Demon Slayer merch. Oh my God. So yeah. you're the one keeping the show afloat just straight up. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so you're yeah, they they call you up, you photobull is like, hey, Fangero, we're we're really thankful for you, man. Like I mean, honestly, uh they got me on speed dial. <laughs> I give them actually some uh I, I give them story criticisms. Okay. Well, I guess not criticism because I love the story. Uh but I do give them like some pointers, you know, along the way. Okay. Yeah. So you feel like you have you're kind of like you're liking the way it's going right now and you're liking where it's going to go next. You know, uh, what would you think would your, you know, if you did have a single criticism of this season, what would it be as the, as the mega stand? It's gotta be something, right? Um, yeah, I think we could use more episodes of, cause it was so sick. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so you think there's just, I only- mean, it was a 10 out of 10 platinum season, but I could have <laughs> used like, I don't know, 
40 million more episodes. Wait, hold on a second. Did I just hear you give it a 10 out of 10? Oh, this is a 10 out of 10. Absolutely. You are on the Weebology podcast. You do have to give it out of 100. So I'm I'm assuming that's a straight one. Yes, that is a 125 out of 100. I didn't even realize. Ethan, does that scale go that high? Hell no. Nah. Okay, well, I get, well, Fangero broke it. He, he just wanted to, he made it go 125. I don't know what to do. So. Yeah, I did that. I, I can't believe. <laughs> yeah, so. Hope that lean's still good because you're gonna have to pay some of that back in the lab. Hey, five hundred forty k of Demon Slayer merch. I mean, if I can't make money off that, I don't know what the hell I'm doing out that, here. That's totally fair. That's totally fair. But yeah, so the one we we you know before we you know I know your time is very valuable. Yeah, I, I mean, make- I got to go back to moderating some. Uh, uh, some <laughs> Discord so, conversations about Demon Slayer. Right, right. We don't want any I, dissenting opinion gets struck, banned. I, I've heard legends of yeah. how hard and how weirdly fast. Like at four a.m., you ban these people. It just, it's. it's I mean, look, you don't you don't get to be the number one foremost Demon Slayer <laughs> fan. Yeah, with the name of Fanjiro Komada, without being up at twenty four hours a day. In those voice calls. Right. All of them at once. So They call the, me NSA. <laughs> they call you NSA. Yeah. I respect it. So, I mean, look, you know, when anything comes back, we're going to finish up our thoughts. We're going to have some descending. So, if you, what would you say to any of the students out there listening that maybe agree with us, me and Ethan, the professors, you know, like that uh, this show, this season is kind of, a, you know, a little lackluster people out there think that what would you say to them to convince them that this is truly a one hundo i tell them uh you know if you wake up with a a horse in your bed for that opinion horse head in your bed whoa you deserve that shit you'll be sleeping with the fishies okay wow i'm pretty sure you just implicated yourself absolutely not (laughs) allegedly allegedly okay Good coverage. Legal's going to like that. Right. So, but uh, yeah, Fandro, don't want to keep you waiting. I, I imagine they're, the people are going insane that you've already been gone yeah. for so long. Uh, so. You know, I missed a couple bands already. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, get banned in, man. And, uh, you know, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, so, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, f- I love you, Ricky, and fuck you, Ethan. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, that, that see, he ended on a strong note. You know, on a strong note. Ethan, get back in there. Oh, what's up, guys? Yeah, um, talk to talk to this the Fandro guy. Yeah, like, real interesting cat, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I wish we had gotten more information about his life, but uh, you know, kind of an interesting accent there. Uh, no Italian at all. No, I mean, he's you know, he's a busy guy. I imagine. I kind of thought Fangiro would be Italian, but uh, it seemed like no. Yeah, he was uh, some inner city youth. He did. He did say Jersey, and um, yeah. Yeah, he did. He was a hell of a stand, um, and even a better moderator, frankly. Yeah, honestly, I mean, definitely. That's how I found out about him. I was in a, a Demon Slayer group for one minute. I actually said, "Hey, do y'all think that this uh, this episode was kind of whack?" And then instantly banned. You didn't even get. It didn't even post yet. I don't no, even know. It was just I, like, I posted that and got banned instantly. Really? That was yeah. it. Wow. Okay. But the one thing he did actually bring up that I wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> Was yeah. um, the demons okay, and their backstory? Yeah. That that shit horrible. <laughs> it was it was not good at all. Well, of course i I felt for them like based on their original life. Like she grew up and was just whored out. That was terrible. Yeah, and then, like people treated him like dirt because he was ugly and had like I don't know some shit going on. 
So, like, of course, I felt bad about that, and it really didn't make you feel like, damn, people, like, actually suck for no reason. This little kid is, like, destitute, and you're just gonna, like, make fun of him because he's dirty? Like, fuck you. Yeah, and... uh, But... Yeah. No matter how bad your life was, does it excuse you being a mass murderer later on? Probably not. Probably not. Mm, I'd say definitely not. Probably not. Uh, you know, anything's possible, but probably not. Um, but, but the one thing that really... Hey, the ca- jury's still out on that? It is. I'm, I'm not going to... Only yeah. five out of six dentists do agree. And that last one's an asshole, so... <laughs> yeah. So, the Kinda one... Kind of up to you on that. Yeah, right. The, the thing I didn't like is that they were clearly trying to go for the brother-sister corollary between Tanjiro and Nezuko, Yeah, right? definitely. And I feel it was too little it wasn't too little too late it was too much too late absolutely heavy-handed at the very end very very end like i didn't give a shit about these and the thing is that that burns me because season one did a meticulously beautiful job of making me actually care at the very end about tanjiro slaying these demons a lot of them in season one he actually and because he's he's an empath at heart so like the drum one from season one he like at the very end, like, I think your music's actually really good. And that's all he just knew. And it's we got a nice sprinkling of the backstory into the combat. And it was just beautifully paced. This one, they had five episodes of fighting and then 10 minutes of just hard backstory. And I'm like, they're already dead, man. Like, I actually, I think it was the entire episode, like 11, basically. Yeah, I think, well, yeah, like like 10, 12 minutes. It's like most of the, the core bit of the last one. Which I thought was insanity. I was looking to see more like other Hashiras finding out that this happened. Other like, you know, I, I like to see the ramifications of our main character's actions on the rest of the world in any show. And like that's, I think, the, the world building that we lack very, very seriously in this show like even a show that I don't really like much, like Moshoko Tensei. Yeah. When people find out about like what Rudyard and Ru- uh, Rudy and Eris do, and that like reverberates across you know the continents or whatever, like that is actually a really good way of showing like your characters have effects that do things. Right, and then that that kind of shapes the trajectory of not only your characters but the world and kind of how the interplay works right well and then they showed they they showed akaze getting summoned by muzan and then nothing right all he says is i guess another upper six died yeah and you're just like okay can we see anything about that so that does leave me with a very small glimmer of hope at the very end where you know the the head of the core was just like this is going to shape the world every this sweeping changes things are going to start moving and and gears are going to start turning and, you know, we're going to get you, Muzin. So, like, okay, you kind of, d- that's a double or nothing move on Demon Slayer's part. They better utilize season three to show me the ramifications of these three nobodies defeating one of the top six that we know from last season haven't changed in centuries. Right. Centuries. The bottom six, fuck them. They, they switch all the time because they suck. But the top six haven't changed in so long. Okay. We just snuffed one out, and it was not just the Hashira, it's our boys. So how does that play? They got targets on their back. What is Muzi going to respond with? Like, there's a lot of questions I'm looking to get answered, but I, you know, I don't like where I was left. Like, cool. But what, where, where, what, what else? Right. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm left a little baffled at the kind of the way that they kind of left everything off because they're 
really relying on season three to do a lot of piggybacking of that narrative to kind of round this out in my mind. Yeah, I, th- I think they're relying on it to, to tie up a lot of loose ends. I think they're relying on it to sharpen up the story. Um, I think, you know, something that sh- I struggle with with Mugen Train is really when you think about it, the entire uh, movie or five episode arc, whatever the fuck you want to call it, yeah. ends up meaning literally dog shit. It means nothing. Yeah, right? Right. You lose a Hashira and that's it. Like you get no positive benefit from that um, entire interaction. Like you killed the thing that was on the train, but who cares? Like you lost a Hashira. That's, yeah. a, that's a net negative for the core. Right. Um, and it just feels like, at least in this case, we do get some positive. Okay. But yeah, you're like, right. Yeah. Tengen has one arm now, so he's still sort of lost in a Hashira. He said he, he didn't say he was going to retire too. He did, but the other guy's like, you can't. You, you literally can't. So I don't and, know how that's going to play. And why? Because we're short staffed. We right. literally are dropping like flies out here. So what the hell, right? I I don't know. It, it's it's funny because like this show, or at least this season, they set up you know this big impactful death and the Mugen train had really and then like you know net negative but then you have this emotional potential of Tanjiro going to give the last words to the father and his little brother and they kind of squandered that and then you have the possibility of giving like Zenitsu and Inosuke a little bit more character growth and then they kind of squandered that so well I think you could have gotten a much larger net positive if or like at least a neutral if when he had gone back to talk to Rengoku's family, yeah. if they had actually had the information about sun breathing. Right. But like it ended up being like completely for nothing. Yeah, but, it, but didn't didn't his dad give him some insight? Like I know he, he knew he said he knows what it is, but he like didn't give him any info because he had in his drunken rage or whatever burned it out of a book. Some yeah, dumb right, shit. Right. And it's just like, okay, so what the fuck are we left with? We're exactly. left with like them having watched a Hashira die, a mentor die, and then, like, also, you know, like they did push-ups. <laughs> yeah, they did you know a lot of, like, yeah, right. We don't get to see the training. We don't get to see anything, like, any real improvement. I don't know. I, I just think they, they really fucked this season up, personally. I think, you know, if this was 26 episodes, this would have been a great season. I think they would have righted these wrongs that, are, that we see. Yeah, and I, you know, I wonder why they decided to go with eleven. I think I think it's because they, it's kind of what we said with the Mugen Train episode, right? They're gonna have to dedicate some resources to get that piece of the story to as many eyes as possible because it was such required reading. It was canon. That movie was canon. So either either you have a season under threat of just like, wait, I never went and saw the movie, like. I'm just now here. Like, what the hell? Um, they had to dedicate some of those resources to make those episodes. Okay, but five episodes. That's all, I'm sa- that's all I'm saying, right? Is that? But even just those five could have made a lot of what we're seeing here in these just these eleven. What I'm saying, what happened out. to like? Just pretend you had to add those five. You should have ten extra episodes somewhere in here that they didn't do from season one to season two. Yeah, yeah. And that was kind of my point with the 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 merch or whatever. And I mean, you heard Fanjiro has $540,000 worth of merch. I it mean, it's kind of insane. That how does that not pay for at least 10 episodes? His parents are homeless. That guy's a fucking stand. <laughs> Honestly, man. he's like, a bad guy. He's not a good dude. Yeah. And you know, I, you know, I wanted to be cordial to him, but 
man, man kind of implicated himself on some shit on this yeah, show. So really. we got to talk to legal about that. Yeah. But um, well, I'll definitely get the, the lawyers on that. Please do. But, but what I mean is like, it clearly is a moneymaker. The least you could fucking do is like finish the season. And it's like, I think it's probably some bullshit excuse about COVID, which I mean, really hasn't been like a workplace problem for fuck a year and a half, probably. Yeah. Yay and nay, maybe in an animation studio. I mean, what do you, real, do you real like tight. all sitting I'm, right next to each other? Uh, I'm, yes. No, I assume actually, way. maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But sit in my lap while I, <laughs> while I animate this sick fire. <laughs> Dude, do it. But yeah. So all in all, I only, me personally, I don't think they fucked up the season. I think, unfortunately, and this is kind of a stance I've taken in the past with like My Hero Academia, and I've gotten a bit of clowning on this perspective that because it is the illustrious name of Demon Slayer, that IP that has literally bottomless pockets of hype, like that bank account is dense with hype, you know, it's unfortunately straddled with a very high expectation. So against that, I even came in with as neutral as possible, maybe a little little hype, but then I took a step back and I'm like, this ain't it, Chief. Like this and like I said, it's gonna need to have a really narratively strong season three. And then I'll be able to come back and look at this whole thing as a single unit of a story. And I might find the season a little more favorable, you yeah. know, in retrospect. But if for what we have right now, this ain't it, Chief. You're a demon slayer. God damn it. You are big daddy shonen right now. You got to step up with that. They did in the animation, but does that a good shonen make? I don't think so. And that's hard for me to say because I'm an animation stand myself. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like there there's a lot of um there should be a lot out there that gives them the roadmap to how to do this right. Yeah, right. And they I think season one they definitely obviously did it right. Incredible. Yeah. And then made some very strange decisions in my opinion for this season too. I don't I don't I would love like you know, this is like one of those things where a studio does something weird and I just wish they'd be like, here's why we did the weird shit. You know what I mean? Like, like some yeah. blog post or something. So we can be like, oh, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Like our, our lead animator died or something. I'd be like, okay, fair enough. Or yeah. like storyboarder. Right. I'd be like, all right, you know? Yeah, but well, it, it, like, I guess as fans, like we're so disconnected from these studios and like the, the actual teams of people that make these things. It's like, it's kind of this scenario where you're like, okay, you have the same pieces you did you had when you did the first one in 2016 or whatever the fuck that was. What's different now, you know, kind of thing. Whereas, like, of course, over five years, there's been a lot of changes probably at uh, Ufotable or whoever does the storyboarding. Right. Um, but I, I think, unfortunately, this has kind of turned into a situation where the manga has got to be a billion times better than the show. Has just be. because I, I refuse to believe people read it without, like, any info at all up to this point. Like I, I would, I would imagine if you if you were to compare them, like this arc, like up to this arc, I mean, and then in in both the manga and the anime, fuck, right. that was hard to get out for some I, reason. You got it, man, and you nailed it. I think for sure you must have gotten more info in the manga. Has have to right have to because I felt like this season a Chunk, mess. Chunks uh, were personally a mess because mostly because of the power cliffing. Like Tanjiro 
has been a demon slayer for like five minutes as far as I'm concerned, and now they're talking about him being a Hashira pretty soon is like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, it had to be like, no, I think it's like no more, absolutely no more than like just under a year. Because there's I mean, a, that's the horrific. Four, the four month time skip there, and then maybe like when he started were a couple months. So we're talking maybe eight months, something like that. Horrific. Come on. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, it took Naruto like... 20 fucking years to become Okage. That man, he, he put in the work. And so did the show. They put in the work to show all that shit. Right. And really, really helped us grow with that. So Demon Slayer maybe has this bit of a problem where it's shoving 10 pounds of shit in, fi- in like five pound bags. And they're, they realize like, oh my God, we have 10 pounds of shit. Well, we're going to have to take some out to make it fit, right? It felt like this is like a Swiss cheese of an episode, just holes missing of what I kind of was really hoping that has to be in the manga. Maybe it's not. Let us know. I mean, it just like, I guess the confusion for me is what is the downside to like even a more boring season, right? Like a longer, but more boring. Like imagine, okay, I'm a studio exec and I'll tell you, okay, you're going to get like all the main, you're going to get the main plot points in for the entire show, but it's going to be 56 episodes or like, or you can do, 120 total episodes but like obviously there's going to be periods where it's like a little more like low-key boring yeah and but as a as an executive who like why wouldn't you want your ip to be like longer running given the like ratings and like the amount of eyes that you for sure will get no matter what it's it's more like sometimes you recognize that you know it's again it's a pacing thing you recognize exactly how much juice there is to squeeze out of like the story, the characters, the animation budget, all of that. But this evaluation of, you know, how there's so much more juice in this bitch to actually that you could have made 26. And I bet it still would have been high octane. Like, but I guess they were just so focused on making it the most high octane shit of all time that it just started you know, they start running into each other and just like things were missed and there was no slow moment or world building moment to really enjoy, I think. Well, cause I think the other part that was, I, I mean, a little shafted based on the way they did this is like his wives, if we hadn't met them beforehand, before they went missing, like maybe I would have given a a shit about them, but like we start off and they're already missing Right. You know what I mean? And then yeah. they meet them and they're like instantly BFFs. It's just like, come on, man. And I think before I give my Weebology rating on this, because I've been really, st- I, my number has f- wildly flipped in this episode, just like bounced around. But it's very, very telling to me that season one managed to fit in five times as many like individual fights as this sh- this season did. And I cared more about most of the season ones than I did about the one of season two. Right. I cared more about the, the drum demon, the spider family, like um, all of that from season one more than I did about season two's single set of demons telling. I think, again, pacing way they told it, you know, it just I don't know. It's it seems it's a little disappointing because I really wanted this to be. It's a, it's one fight. It's one demon mission. They could have really, really hammered that home, but I don't know. I don't know if you feel the same way because I care more about the demons of season one than I do season two. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, 
that's that's the problem when you do this like in season two you're fighting the strongest people already like i don't know it's just it's a compression of the timeline that is just like i think unsalvageable yeah no i I, so that might be where we differ a little bit and then i'll get my rating that i don't think it is unsalvageable but season three really needs to Pull season one. They need to be able to tell the story the way they did in season one. They better be like, Tengen is the weakest Hashira by far, by far. <laughs> just put everything back in line. That yeah. It's just a mess. It's a train wreck. They got to re-rail that bitch so it can just truck on right. through. Um, so what am I going to give it? I'm going to give it a 74 out of 100 Nesico controversies. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was thinking more like 67. Okay. Docky can get it. Out of Docky can get it. Okay. Out of 100, Dockies can get it. Right. But yeah, I, again, and this is kind of a typical thing. The animation weighs more for me. Like, it is undeniable. You will have a good time if you watch it. It's not bad. but it's It was n- enjoyable. Yes. But you, you'll have a good time. Vapid. Yes. It felt hollow for a show that has pride itself on really dark, gritty, complex character writing and, you know, story beats and emotional hits. They built their brand on that. Right. And then they kind of dropped the ball on this. Their brand was missed. They missed it. This is a beautiful and this is what I might title the episode a beautifully animated whiff. Yeah, because it was <laughs> it was a really beautifully shiny turd ish but like i said it's but like i said it's not bad it and i don't want a beautifully wanna... shiny eggshell you will with, have a good no time. yolk you will have a good time I, i'm telling you that right now but just turn your brain off have a good time you know yeah i mean don't think too hard about I, it or i will stand absolutely and die on the hill of the story was bad this season yeah yeah they should they just didn't they didn't bring that secret sauce that made season one good yeah so. but here's the hoping for season three but until we get that, I certainly you. am not looking forward to it quite as much as I was looking forward to season two. Oh, fair. You know, yeah. it's, it's cooled my jets immensely. Okay. The jet, and yes, the jets have been cooled. I'm, ho- I'm, I've, I'm I hopeful, like, but I don't, I feel like I need to stop saying I'm hopeful because every time I do that, it just never pans out. Well, it's unfortunate. <laughs> that's life. <laughs> yeah. And it, you know what? That is life. So, yeah, until we get season three, thank you, everyone, for coming to class on this absolute kind of riff sesh. Thank you, Fangiro, for coming in. He's already yeah, I really le- appreciate he already that. left. He, he actually, already left. He has a private jet. You know, he, I heard it outside. Right. It was crazy. I and, mean, his parents' house was worth a lot of money. The five hundred and sixty k that he used on just merch that dude, was only a little bit of his house's really house's did worth. really did his. Oh, he fucked them up. Yeah, he did his him dirty. mom pod dirty. <laughs> yeah, like, so. Yeah, hopefully, maybe we'll get him back. He clearly, like, if we ever talk about the show again, we'll get him back. Yeah, because obviously. clearly, all he thinks about. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. But uh, yep. If you want to uh, check us out anywhere, you get your podcast fixed. You're already on the platform. Come on in. All the links are in the description of everywhere you do that. Like, comment, subscribe, where you can do that thing. And you know, want to come into the Patreon and give us some monetary love only if you can. Patreon.com/slash/weebology. One dollar up gets you into our Discord with all of our past guests and all the lovely Patreon folk. We have a new one. Oh, Snowman was uh, recently came in. I don't think we've shouted him out yet. So, welcome, Snowman. He's been active literally from the drop. Right. And we had somebody else. Should I look him up? Because I totally forgot the name. I forgot the name as well. Oh, no. 
I might cut. I might cut this bit out then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. I feel like we should shut about that. Manthabo. I mean, that's why I didn't. I couldn't figure. Okay. What? What? What did you? What did you call him? Main the bow. I mean, that's why I can't I yeah. remember it. And the most recent one we had was Main the Bow, which I think we're pronouncing that right, but, you know. I believe he's our Norwegian fan, so thank you very much. Hey, all right. Love that. So, yeah, come on in. We're having to always have a good time in there. $3 and up gets you into our syllabus sidebar, our lo-fi high vibe, sometimes anime, sometimes not, sometimes visual, and sometimes on hiatus. Show where we talk about life and shit and experiment with anything we'd like to talk about. Right. Last time we did it, uh, we the Price is Wrong came back. We talked about some very weird things you can buy on the internet yeah. or people have bought. and Insane plot, auctions. Plot twist, there is some continuity in that one. Yeah. Because the single... <laughs> A single organization just loves loves their advertising. <laughs> real, real good stuff. So go on in there and and go find out what we're talking about. And there will be one this week, supposedly. So. Yes, there will. We have many things to plan and discuss in the inner sanctum about the future. Um, um, but yes. thank you guys for coming to class. Yep. I was Ethan. I was Ricky. <laughs> and this has been Weebology. A deuces. deuces. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go home and read Chainsaw Man. Okay, I'm fair enough. I'm going to read, dude. I'm going to learn how to read. Hey, one of us had to do it. <laughs> <laughs>